The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. So hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. I'm your host, Intuitive Counselor, Victoria Shaw, and today's a big episode for me. It's a really big episode for me and one I've promised you and one I've been mulling about for now a couple of months putting together and the timer is clicking and it's a big episode for me because as many of you know, I've alluded to it a couple times on the show, back in March I lost my father. Um, it was very, very sudden and, you know, it was, it was <laughs> if anyone here has ever lost a parent, it's a big deal. It's a big deal and it's a pretty big loss. And it's been an amazing experience as life experiences always are for me more and more as I open my heart more towards that beautiful divine flow of life and as I've expanded you know, my perspective and my view to understand things like the soul is eternal and not just understand them, but know them viscerally, right? To experience that viscerally. Wow. It just, it brings so much comfort and joy and it makes these moments like losing a parent, you know, so much more potent and powerful, but also palatable, palatable, you know, because although there has been grief for sure, uh, my trust and my understanding and my knowing, my deep knowing that the soul is eternal has definitely um, supported me during this period. And, you know, I hope what comes through in this episode will support you too if you've had a loss. So it, it's been a pretty profound, profound experience for me for sure. And, you know, I've also had the opportunity because I'm a medium and because I've been really feeling into those abilities as of late to stay connected with my dad after he passed. But, you know, there's also processing. There's also things that have to go on. There's processing that goes on, you know, the human side of the equation of the veil. And there's processing, my understanding is, that goes on on the spirit side. And so, you know, both of us are, are doing that dance right now. And, you know, about a month ago, I had this brilliant idea to do an episode with my father for Father's Day. 
And at the time that I proposed that episode, and I think I even announced it in um, an episode I did a few weeks ago, um, where my grandfather was kind enough to bless us with his spiritual presence. I think I even promised that episode to you all. So I, I put the gun to my head, so to speak, and put a lot of pressure on it. And, you know, grief and loss is not something that you should put pressure on. It's really something that you should be present for and you should be present with. And, you know, it comes from that deep state of allowing. That is the best way to get through those waves of grief and to process these really profound life experiences. And grief is one of those profound life experiences because when we come to that place ah, where we recognize, right, that the soul is eternal, but the human being is not. And we all know this, right? We live in a world that sort of glamorizes death. I'm watching a show right now on Netflix. I don't usually watch violent things. Um, but I'm watching this show right now because it's a father-daughter thing. And, and again, it, it made me think of my dad, but it's very violent. It's like a father-daughter and their CIA agents. Um, and they didn't know that each one was a CIA agent. And they're re-exploring their relationship while they do all this crazy stuff with the CIA. So there's a lot of killing. <laughs> there's a lot of killing. I'm not one who usually watches action adventure, so it's not really my thing. But you know, on the one hand, we wear, you know, death on our sleeves here in this human realm and we we take it very lightly and we play with it in these kinds of violent video games and movies. And typically that's not part of my world um, just because as a sensitive soul, it doesn't feel very good to me. But I, I only have one episode left of this series and I just fast forward through all the scary parts. <laughs> Right. But on another respect, right, we're, we're terrified of death and the comprehension of death and the understanding that somebody can be here in form and then not anymore. It's really profound. It's really profound. And I remember years ago when I was nine years old and I lost my grandfather. And I remember there was an open viewing of his casket. So I got to see his body. And that was an incredibly profound experience because I remember looking down at that body and having such a deep knowing that my grandfather was gone. He was gone. He was not there. The body was there. Um, but it was very clear to me that his soul was no longer with us, you know, in that form. And it was a profound and deep understanding. And Graham, so thank you. I'm so thankful and grateful for that because it was such a profound understanding. It was the beginning of my understanding that we are more than our human skin. We are more than our human body, that he is more than that body because he was gone. He was gone. And yet a part of me even knew then the guides are reminding me that, you know, there was that soul, there was that spirit. And though I always sensed him around me and around my grandma and had dreams about him, I didn't come to the full understanding, right, that our, our spirits linger and persist and that we can still communicate with them. I don't think I came to the full conscious awareness of that until I was an adult and um, had my own intuitive awakening. So anyhow, not to be all over the place, but I'm going to just roll with it today because, you know... <laughs> grieving girls get to do what we're going to do. But I promised you all this episode with my father for Father's Day and what's happened in the meantime. So after he crossed, he was very, very close to me. Very, very, very close to me. And I'm so grateful for that. From the moment that he crossed and I learned that he crossed, I could see him in spirit form. He was right there and he was beautiful. He was so happy. He was so free. And, you know, that knowing and that playfulness that we had between us, him in his newly awakened spirit form and me in my human body, that connection was glorious. It was beautiful. It was absolutely 
unimaginably lovely. And it helped a lot for me with those early stages of grief. And again, we don't always get that. Even mediums, by the way, don't always get that because we have our own layers of grief and our own layers of stuff that can sometimes come between our connecting with our loved ones in spirit form. And I have a colleague who lost a parent a little bit before I did and was saying to me, I don't I don't feel her. I don't feel her around me. And what the guide said to her was, yeah, you're just, you're still in your grieving process. You're still in your grieving process. And my other read for her is, you know, sometimes too, the evidence is right in front of your eyeballs, but you know, when you're looking for it in a certain way, you don't see it. And that was her experience. And that might be my experience sometimes too. But fortunately for me, you know, I'm grateful to say that as soon as my dad passed, I was able to connect with him. And that was a beautiful thing. And we spent a few weeks, you know, in really close contact and really close conversation. And it was really, really lovely. Were there tears shed? Absolutely. Lots and lots of tears were shed. And I feel about tears as cleaning the vessel and allowing more light to come in, right? So as we release right? All of those human emotions, which are very real and very normal at a time of loss, because I'll never hug my dad again. I'll never hear his sweet voice coming out of his sweet lips, right? I'll never smell that unique smell. I'm a very olfactory kind of person. I'll never smell his own unique scent again, right? These are things that I won't have. And so that's a loss. That's a loss for all of us. But I also now have this deeper soul connection that was sometimes hard to find when we are both in our human bodies. And it's easier for me to find now in some ways that he's crossed over and he's given me the thumbs up and so are the guides. Anyway, so I promised you all an episode with him today, which seemed really, 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 really easy to do because he was so close to me and because we are having these amazing conversations and these amazing experiences. And, you know, the hours after he died, and I was very much in shock because it was very sudden and very unexpected. And again, I could see, you know, you look back and you could see, I could see spirit and life preparing me for this. And this often happens. So sometimes even when we have a shocking transition, sometimes we are prepared. So I'll give you some examples. And he was being prepared too. Over the course of the past year, in particular, but longer than that, I would say the past maybe like three to five years, um, I started having conversations with my dad and I know that he was starting to mull over his life and think about, you know, mistakes that he'd made and things that he'd like to do differently. And sometimes he would have one of those thoughts and he would share it with me because it it was respect to me or my family or, or things that he recognized that maybe I dropped the ball here and, you know, I want to come to terms with that now before I cross over. And so we had those conversations and he had had some of those realizations and some of them he shared with me. And I know that was deeply healing for me. So dad, I want to thank you for that. I know you know, but I have a microphone now, so (laughs) I'm going to share it with everybody. But we also had some really deeply personal conversations, going to get emotional, in the last year that I think were deeply healing for both of us, that were deeply, deeply healing for both of us. And my dad came through for me in ways that I don't think he'd really come through for me before. Right, where I asked for certain things and we talked about certain things in a very deep way. And I want you to know, if you didn't know already, my beautiful father, that I felt heard and seen and loved by you in those conversations and that you came through for me. And I'll never forget that. And, you know, I know because I hear him saying from the other side that, you know, there's a period of time after we cross where we experience the pain that we inflicted on others. And my dad wasn't a super mean man by any means. He was limited for sure, but he wasn't for the most part cruel or anything like that, at least not in my remembering. 
<laughs> the guides give me a thumbs up. But, you know, we all, because of that myopic nature of the human experience, right, where we see everything through, you know, the lens of our own human distortion, there is because of that, you know, where there's ways in which we're not going to show up for other people. We're not going to do our quote unquote best. We're going to get lost in the confusion and we're going to share and sometimes communicate and reproduce that confusion in others, particularly our offspring, right? And so my dad is in a place now where he's really understanding that. He's really understanding that and he's telling me back and and I guess this is happening for you all to witness. He's telling me back that my acknowledging that is, is very, very helpful and healing to him. The guides also want me to let you know, and my dad is saying this as well, there's not suffering on the other side the way there is on earth, right? There's just a knowing, there's just a feeling. And they always remind me, empaths, us empaths, we sometimes try to do (laughs) what our soul is doing on the other side in our human bodies, right? So when you're on the other side, you can feel the pain that you've inflicted on others when it's relevant, just so that you have that knowing and that balancing. And it's not torture on the other side by any means. It's not hell. They say it's quite beautiful and quite enjoyable because it's. they're telling me it comes with a sense of completion, of understanding. And they also say for many of the souls listening to this podcast, you already know. You already know. It's, it's more about coming to terms with the levels in which you are unconscious and deepening your consciousness. Oh, I love that verbiage. So if you've unconsciously inflicted something on somebody, you know, and and again, you can't cause someone else to have an experience. You can invite someone else to have an experience. So if you walk up to someone and punch them in the face, don't do that. Um, You're inviting them to have a certain experience, but you're not causing it because they may think it's the most hysterical thing that ever happened, right? There's a thousand different reactions. Um, That would be an atypical reaction, but there's a thousand different ways in which someone can respond to your behaviors. And we're fully responsible for our own experiences. But at the same time, because we live in this shared space, the guides say we do often experience the outcome and impact on others of our own unconsciousness of our own unconsciousness. And so where we have remained unconscious in a physical body, right, sometimes on the other side, we like to um, become a little bit more aware, a little more aware. And they say, that's the process that your father is in right now. And it's, it's a joyous process to him. They say it's a deep process and it's a deep level of work that he's doing right now, um, but it's not painful or unpleasant at all. Okay, so I want to remember that. And, you know, the guys have told me a couple times, and this might be a little bit of an aside, and I don't even know if I'm getting the go ahead, but they're laughing at me. So I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> they're just like, Victoria, you're going to do what you're going to do. They've told me on several occasions, right, that sometimes older soul type peeps, we try to do the life review work in the body. And um, there's no need for that. You know, there's nothing you're going to miss that you need to know. And we can try to be more conscious now for sure. And the more conscious you are, the less you're going to have to work out on the other side. But I know some of us invite the suffering of others into our space lest we miss something when we cross over. And you see, that's a mistake. And empaths do that sometimes, right? We got to feel it all so we don't miss anything. And that they say is no good. And that will, you know, create a whole other range of problems. And another way that the guides are saying it is just because you know how to do it, (laughs) it doesn't mean that you should, (laughs) right? So just because we know how to feel into the feels of others does not mean we should be doing it. And when we do it on the other side, it's curated, you know, by a highly evolved process by which we're getting the information that we need in order to wrap up the life and get the most 
fullest expression of that experience solidified for us. And I don't know what that means, but I'm going with it. And the guides say, Victoria, you know exactly what that means. Then I'm going to trust you all do too. But anyway, 15 minutes into this episode, <laughs> I was going to come with my dad today and I was going to share with my dad today. And I had this big image of him showing up the way he did for me early after he passed, where he was giving me guidance and he was telling me, you know, what he'd like for his memorial. And he was giving messages to the people that he loved through my lips, you know, at his memorial. And he was curating the playlist on my Spotify for me and having songs pop up. And he was giving me signs and inviting me to look at things and bringing people into my life. Yes, he even brought someone into my life to deepen my healing and to remind me of all the things that I loved about him. He did all those beautiful things for me in those first weeks and months. And dad, I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful for myself for being able to have that connection. So I'm going to take a minute to take that in. But today they're inviting us to do something different because my father is at a different stage of his processing. And though he's there, I don't feel him as close to me, right? He's doing some different work now. And that can happen as well, that, you know, everything is in a perfect flow and a perfect flux and a perfect way as it's exactly supposed to be. But there's change. The only constant is change. And our spirits, just like our human cells, we move through stages, we move through growth, we move through different levels of awareness. And so my dad's doing something different right now. That's the way to describe it. And I'd like to say that's not convenient for this episode, but you know, we're going to go with the flow because I trust that the flow of life always takes us where we need to be. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. So the topic of this episode was going to be, and I believe that it still will be, things that I learned from my father, things that I learned and gained from my dad. And the guides are telling me that he's actually in the perfect place to receive that. So that's what we're going to do for the rest of this episode. I'm going to share with you some of the beautiful gifts that I learned from my father because he wants to hear that too. And you may as well. And I hope too that this gives you a glimpse of not just the grief process, but also the process that our spirits go through when we cross over. Different for everyone, of course. And right now, my dad is in that space of deep healing. So I'm going to tune back into the thread. And he's promising to make an appearance nonetheless, because again, our spirits are non-local and they can be in many different places at once. So I wanted to share a little bit about how my dad has guided me through my own grief process, how I'm helpful to him in his grief process, and also the deep gifts that I recognize that my father has given me. Because oftentimes, and this was my experience in human skin, especially for the last 25 years, sorry, dad, <laughs> of my life, I spent a lot of time being resentful of my dad and annoyed with my dad and triggered by my dad. And that's often the case. And, you know, I'm grateful that my dad and I have had a pretty close relationship and have been in contact and, you know, together through most of my life. And my dad also recognizes that some choices that he made really put a wedge in our relationship. And he's been very clear about that. Even at the end of his life in physical form, he was very clear about that. I know that his widow shared some things that he has been pondering over, and he's definitely 
shared that with me a little bit through his human lips, but very much through his soul. So I honor that. But what was happening for me that I was freed of the moment that he crossed was I was forgetting how amazing he is. And I was forgetting how magnificent he is. And I was forgetting, though I always loved my dad, I was focusing on all of the ways in which he didn't show up for me. And they were legion, okay? I got to say, he was not a perfect dad, but who is, right? Um, But I wasn't focusing on all the beautiful gifts that he gave me. So I'd like to use the last few minutes of this episode to focus on those because they really were beautiful. And the thing about human life is that though we all do get these dings and bruises along the way when, you know, our caregivers or the significant people in our life, their own ego, their own confusion, their own illusion gets in the way of them fully and completely expressing their unconditional love and support for us. And that's just the human way, I think, up until now. All right. It's also so important. The truth is in the gifts. The truth is in the gifts. And as the guides remind me, my father gave me so many gifts. And so I'd like to end this episode by sharing those. And one of the biggest gifts that my father gave me was the joy and understanding of play. You know, I was an overachiever. I don't think I got that from my dad, but who knows? (laughs) And I remember I worked so hard. And my father, on the other hand, was somebody that really believed like it should come easy. It should come easy. And the less I have to work and the more I have to play, the better. And, you know, he was very, very, very successful in his life. And for my dad, there was a big focus on making money. And that was, I think, one of his life tasks. And he succeeded in that pretty well. And he learned a lot through it. I know he learned a lot through it. And I know he learned his own lovability through it because he learned towards the end of his life that he did not need to pay other people to love him. (laughs) Okay, that's just the true story. I hope it's okay to share that dad in an episode. But anyway, so he was very successful in his work and by the parameters that he set out, but he always played. He always played. And he was someone that usually went to work after I went to school. And many a days he was home, you know, from the office before I got home from class. And that's a really remarkable thing. That's a really remarkable thing. And so nowadays, as I've deepened my own relationship with just enjoying my life, um, I'm grateful to my dad for that, his playful nature, his fun nature. My dad was so much fun. He was just such a fun, silly, wacky person. And he was also someone who wanted and longed and strived to be himself on his own terms. He was irreverent. He was irreverent. And he's telling me that he lost that in the years that I didn't know him as well. So when he was young, he was very, 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 very rebellious and very clear that he was going to do things on his own terms. And yes, he said there was an insecurity driving that as well. But he said, you know, I had this charisma. I had this drive. I had this playful nature. I had this way of stringing things together. I had this way of telling stories of of creating worlds. And he's like, and this great sense of adventure. And he's like, that was the energy that created all the good things in my life. And he's like, yeah, occasionally I created some disasters. (laughs) I'm remembering a few of those and maybe I'll share those stories too. But he says that I also created some beautiful things and and I hope to impart those things to you. The other thing that he's sharing with me is a beautiful memory, and I shared this memory at his memorial, and I'll probably do the same thing here I did then. My dad really gave me a gift. One day we were out hiking, we were out walking, and it was it was about believing in myself and not being embarrassed of him or to be who I was. And at this moment, he's reminding me that I was embarrassed of him and it made him annoyed. <laughs> 
but the gift moving forward is to be clear and strong with who I am, which is a gift he says he got from his father and he would like to impart to me. So bring it on, dad. And so one day we are out on a walk. And I guess I was in that sort of tween stage where I was starting to, you know, be a little embarrassed, a little embarrassed by my father or by my parents the way that you normally are. And um, I had one parent that was deeply troubled by that. But my dad, my dad was not bothered by it at all, or at least the way of him showing it was to say, well, if you're embarrassed by me, I'm going to embarrass you more. And so we are out walking in our neighborhood, and at the top of his lungs, he starts singing this song. He starts singing, Well, my name is McNamara. I'm the leader of the band. My daughter thinks I'm crazy, but my friends, they think I'm grand. And he started singing this, like, <laughs> the freaking top of his lungs while I was walking with him. And that's one of my strongest memories of my dad, right? His irreverent nature, his nature of no one's going to hold me back. No one's going to hold me back. No one's going to tell me I can't be who I am. And I feel as I share this memory now with you all on the podcast, and like I said, I shared this at his memorial too, I feel like he's passing that baton to me, right? And I think it's so important. And I hope that you're getting the baton too, right? Nobody can tell us that we shouldn't be who we are. And that you know, the, the people that love you and the people that believe in you are the ones that count. And my dad says in that moment, you know, he was playing with my embarrassment. He was playing with my embarrassment and he was letting me know too in that moment how much he loved me and how much he loved me no matter, you know, what I was thinking about him at the moment. But he was also <laughs> showing me and showing himself that it didn't matter, that he was going to be who he was regardless. And he said that, you know, he really, 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 really tried to experience that throughout his life. And I think he did a pretty good job. And, you know, at the end of his life, about a month before he died, he had gotten remarried to his third wife. And what I loved about Marcella was that, you know, she really saw my dad and honored my dad for who he was. And she thought he was adorable. And she she really saw the good in him, saw the heart in him, saw him as a good person and really wanted to nurture that and support him in being that. And I'm so grateful to her for that because in a lot of ways, she brought my dad back to me because um, in the middle years, we'll just call them, he was a little bit different. She brought my dad back to me. And a story that was told at his memorial that I kind of want to share with all of you was that at the end of his life of, you know, about a month or two before he died, you know, and my dad was a wild dresser. He liked to wear crazy clothes. And I think in his second marriage, that was dialed down a little bit because his wife was a little more conservative. She probably would disagree with this, but looking back, I can, I can see it, you know, that he dialed back his personality a lot to be with her. And we do that sometimes, right? He was still wild and crazy but not as much. And when he got together with Mari, like he really let his freak flag fly in every direction. And I'm so proud of him. And he used to send me pictures of the outfits that he was wearing and like Elton John, like get out of the way, man. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It was like, it was quite stunning and amazing. And dad, you're just adorable. Um, and one of the things that he did is he bought a man skirt. And uh, one of his friends at the memorial talked about the story and told him, like, Jerome, you can't wear that skirt. And dad, you, you can wear whatever you want. And I hope that you, I know that you know, because I know that you're looking down, but I want you to know that your granddaughter is now the proud owner of that skirt. And I hope she will wear it with pride and wear it well. But it was that kind of beautiful energy of being able to wear the man's skirt and to be who you are that, you know, I think my dad is passing on to all of us, right? To me, to his grandkids for sure, to his granddaughter who inherited the man skirt, to his grandson. I don't remember what clothes Julian took, dad, but I'm sure he grabbed something. 
to all of us, thank you so much for that gift and, and to proudly be who we are without editing. Because, you know, your soul, your spirit, your uniqueness, your perspective is the greatest gift that you give to the world. And, you know, for many of us, that beautiful, bright and shiny star, it gets dirtied up. It gets dirtied up with doubt and shame and and confusion. And, you know, the minute that my dad stepped into spirit form, I saw how he shook all of that off. And he just felt so free. He just felt so free. And for months, whenever I would check in with him on the spirit side, he would always be tap dancing. Like he wasn't a tap dancer in this body by any means. I don't ever remember him tap dancing, but that's how I would see him just proud and happy and free and joyous and fun. And, and that's how our souls want to be even in this human body. So one of the messages that I'm going to take away from this episode and from my beautiful father is enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Be who you are. Be free to be who you are. And don't let anyone put limits on that. Don't let anyone put limits on that because you and the world deserve to be the full expression of who and what you really are. So I just want to feel with that because what a beautiful gift. And I want to tune in and see if there's anything else that my father or the guides want to share. And what they want to say is, look, I'm making the grief process seem really sunny right now. And it has been mostly for me. There's been so many gifts in my dad's passing on so many levels. And I recognize the beautiful synchronicities and all the way that things have aligned. And I'm learning too to understand that there's no guilt or shame about, you know, honoring the beauty in the passing of a loved one, as long as you didn't push him off the cliff. And I most certainly didn't. I guess I love you, dad. <laughs> But, you know, there's such a beauty in that release. And so much of our conditioning tells us that we we can't value or honor that or we have to be morose or sad. And if you feel that way right now about a loss, that is that is normal too. Believe me, tears have been shed here, but seeing the beauty and death, I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful to see the miracle of my dad's passing in just the moment that he did, which was the right moment for him. And I know he leaves behind a grieving widow who only got to be with him, you know, married for a month. Um, and I know he leaves behind her family that loved him so deeply and didn't get enough time with him. But I also know that there are no wrong times to cross over and that, you know, every passing, just like every moment of life is a miracle. Every moment of life is a miracle. And the more we can see the miracle in every moment of life, the more we can live the life that our soul intended really, and see the world the way our soul and our higher selves see and experience it in every moment. And you can have that too. And my dad is showing me that with his joy, with his irreverence, with his, I'm not going to follow the rules, which is something that (laughs) I want more of in myself. He's like my darling daughter. Yes, please (laughs) rip off the bandaid that is covering your light uh, and your truth. I love that. I'm so grateful to you for reconnecting me with all of that and and showing me the beauty and depth, my beautiful father, of who you really are. And the grief process is going to be what it is for all of us. And sometimes it can be very challenging. So wherever you are, love yourself, right? And know it doesn't have to be hard, but when it is, we love that too. So I want to end this episode since, you know, I'm now in the habit of singing on this podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you don't like the sound of yours truly's beautiful voice, you are welcome to fast forward. But I do believe that some beautiful energy transmissions come through when I do these little songs. I want to sing to my dad right now. I did this at his memorial, but I want to do it now because the other thing that I didn't mention was I found out towards the end of his life that my dad was a really big fan of my podcast and that he would tell all his friends, I don't really understand what she's doing, but I know it's good. I know it's good. I know it's something really good. And he was sharing my work, my social media with everyone. And so many people came up to me at his memorial and said to me, like, I started listening to your podcast, you know, and that it's really meaningful to me. And thank you for the work that you're doing and um, that your dad, you know, introduced me to it. So I want to thank my dad. I know he's going to be out there spreading the word for the other side and and getting more eyeballs on the show if they're not eyeballs, (laughs) getting more eardrums on the show. There we go. If more eardrums are meant to hear the beautiful words that my guides want to impart through these lips. But for now, Dad, this is an honor to you in heaven on the other side where you are right now, wherever you are in your journey. I have so much love for you. I have so much gratitude for you walking this 55 years on this earth with you as my father greatest, greatest gift that I could imagine. And I have learned and grown so much from you and such deep love and respect. And I know that it's mutual. So I want to finish off with a song for my dad and for all of you. So here we go. (laughs) So my name is McNamara. I'm the leader of the band. My friends may think I'm crazy, but my daddy thinks I'm grand. And uh, my nickname for my dad was Dodd, but I didn't say Dottie because you wouldn't know what I meant. But Dodd, I love you. I love all of you guys listening. Thank you for being part of my process. Thank you for letting me do the things that I do. Thank you for divine guidance whenever it took to finally get this episode out because it's been weighing on me that I promised it and I didn't, I didn't know if I could deliver. And yeah. And dad, thanks to you and to all of my guides and angels and all of the guides and angels and all of the listeners and pretty much everything because we're all walking this path together. And I hope that the messages that came through today will help you if you are grieving in any way in your life, help you if you want to expand your mediumship abilities or just support you and just having a more deep connection to this beautiful process of life and death because they really are one and the same. And with that, I thank you all as always for tuning in and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. 
Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.